Liana and I, we consider ourselves as in the process of becoming more confident people. When we first met Kamira, we were in Liana's room and what we noticed about Kamira, other than how she was dressed so stylishly, was how well she carried herself. She's a woman who knows who she is and what she wants. Over here at AOI, we like to celebrate where people are in their lives. In today's conversation, fashion stylist, content creator, designer behind and owner of Kamira Asrari Resort Wear talks to us about living authentically and being unapologetically ourselves. Okay. If you could just introduce yourself to someone who has never met you before, how would you do that? Um, okay, hi, I'm Kamira Asrari. <laughs> I'm 26 this year and... Um, I am a fashion KOL, um, fashion influencer, uh, fashion stylist, and also I'm the designer behind um, Resort Brand Evil Camera Story. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes, that's a great one. Me. <laughs> 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 I'm just wondering, um, this is your personality. I mean, your brand is something you've built over a long time, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you feel like there's a need for you or there's a want for you to redefine it? Mm. No, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, you like where it's going right now. Yeah, right? because I've I've actually I've always been true to myself mm-hmm. and um from when I started like so I first started like on on Instagram and Instagram was still new, so mm-hmm. I was just um, you know, sharing my love for fashion. Mm-hmm. Just because the, at that point in time there was like no influences. So, mm-hmm. you know, it was just something genuine. Yeah. yeah, and then it kind of grew from there. So I believe like if um, my followers have been following me from the start till now they can actually say that I've kind of stuck to my style mm. yeah which is like very resort-ish yeah. a bit of bohemian mm. and lots yeah. of accessories lots of colours and lots of prints yeah that's me so that has stuck with you for a long time and yeah. you still love that style huh? yeah and that's why you bring it to your <laughs> your yeah, exactly, line exactly, as well exactly, yeah because um, I feel like a lot of Singaporean women um, as you can see from a lot of Singaporean local brands mm. they are mainly like um, minimal plays a lot on like very muted palettes so that's why I wanted to bring um, a, a brand that has a lot of colours and lots of prints mm-hmm. yeah. do you feel like people are appealed to that? Mm, yeah okay. um, they are now yeah, mm-hmm. as you can see also the local <laughs> brands are also like kind of evolving oh, right? I see, I yeah, see. Like, more brands now are into like prints and colours yeah, which mm-hmm. I'm I'm happy because like it, it kind of takes a lot more confidence to wear like colours it and does yeah. I'm not very brave at doing that <laughs> as you can actually maybe tell <laughs> but I, I'm trying I don't know maybe I'm not I don't know <laughs> yeah um, you told us that you've been on Instagram like at the very very beginning mm-hmm. do you feel like it's difficult when the lines get blurred between professional and personal or do you feel like that's important to just bring something personal to your professional life Sorry, can you repeat the question? Okay, that's a bit, that's a bit long. <laughs> but yeah, as in like, um, does the line get blurred between your personal life and your professional life? Because mm-hmm. you are presenting yourself as a okay. brand on Instagram, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, um, so. Yeah, it definitely, it definitely does. Yeah. But um, I don't think it affects me because mm-hmm. um, I'm not living like a double life. Um, <laughs> like, yeah, because, um, because yeah, I'm really genuine and authentic on both Instagram and right. in my life so right. um, it's uh, it's definitely like 
everything that I share, it's 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 me. It's just mm. a representation. Yeah, it's a representation of me. Do you yeah. ever have to like set boundaries though? Because I know some people they share like too much, and then it's like um when once they put it out there, they can't like take it back oh, okay. in. <laughs> um, the only boundary I set is um I don't um show I don't show my family on mm. my Instagram. Yeah, because I feel like. Um, my lifestyle is not very like you know Malay Muslim um, expected lifestyle, mm. so I, I I don't show my family. That's the only boundary that I have over there. Yeah. Mm. Other than that, like yeah. my love life, um, everything else, I I, I do share on Instagram. Mm. Yeah. So just touching on the Malay Muslim, um, <laughs> uh, I don't know what it is like an expectation. Uh-huh. How do you feel that strongly that expectation to behave like a, a quote unquote typical Malay Muslim <laughs> yeah. girl? Um, yeah, of course. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and, but I don't really feel it so much because like my name, like people think that I'm not Malay Muslim. Mm. Rashmari, yeah. Um, so, um, but occasionally, obviously I will show that I'm Malay Muslim, right? So that's the only part. Lah. And mm. then, um, yeah, but I think it's, um, it, it, there's definitely like a very high expectation if, if you are seen as a Malay Muslim mm. woman on social media. Mm. Yeah. But that is not something that you are portraying so much. Ah, uh, no. Yeah, so yeah. do you feel like the expectations sort of lowered? Ah, uh, yes, sense? definitely. definitely. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh, um, do, you, do you feel comfortable about just talking about your relationship with religion then? Do you feel like you do believe in the faith? Um, I do believe in the religion. Mm-hmm. Um, and I... Honestly, I... Okay, gotta say it like in a humble way. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm sure. kind of like knowledge, knowledgeable because like my parents like sent me all the way ah. to like diploma in religious studies and all that. Oh, yeah. wow. Yeah, so that's the thing, right? But then the thing, I don't really say it out loud because like I don't practice it. But mm. people don't know and people will always like judge you and be like, oh, you know... Right. Yeah, you know, you know what I yeah, mean. Yeah, I do. I do, <laughs> I do know what you mean because I yeah. think um, sometimes people conflate the idea that okay, if I believe in the faith, I need to practice everything. Yeah, exactly. But yeah. it's not always the case, right? Um, it's it's different. I mean, some people may may okay. This is still because <laughs> I don't know how to say this. But okay, I'll give you me for example. Okay. okay um, I mixed. Okay. So my mom's Malay Muslim. Okay. My dad uh, was a Chinese Buddhist. Okay. But he converted to marry okay. my mom. Yeah. So um, I would say that my relationship with religion is quite co- confusing. Okay. Um, my dad doesn't really believe in the faith um i grew up with my mom teaching me about okay. the religion mm-hmm. but i think somewhere in secondary school um someone shifted my perspective a little bit because okay. when you grew up with the religion you feel like that's your life mm-hmm. and yet this is the only way to think about things right and then you have this person i'm not going to say it's so, <laughs> to just help me think about religion differently okay. and then i sort of detached myself from religion a little okay. bit yeah so right now i i am a little bit confused because i would say that I'm not a strong believer. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't really pra- I don't actually practice most things, mm-hmm. but I do um, the simple not simple things, <laughs> but some of the things that my mom has taught me since I was young. That okay. I just keep to myself. Okay. I, think, I mean, I, I still keep till today, you know. But it is confusing because I I don't know how to tell people about my identity being a Muslim mm-hmm. because I'm a Muslim, but what kind of Muslim am I? You know, yeah. I, I have no idea what to mm-hmm. tell people, and I think our um, our teammate Shaza may have similar problems yeah, as well because sure, right? she's also <laughs> half um she's also yeah. a halfie right so half Malay and half german yeah so i'm sure that she has problems like that as well <laughs> um but i do think that it's difficult for people who are malay muslim to talk about these things yeah because 
the community is really, really strong about um, culture and religion and it's closely intertwined, right? And yeah. then it's difficult to be an outlier mm-hmm. because people don't really like that. Yeah. But a lot Sorry. of people <laughs> like us do exist. Yeah, and I think it's, it's great to just bring out these people because mm-hmm. we are sort of like part of the community as well. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. so I think it's important for us to talk about it. Mm-hmm. So thank you for just like bringing that out. <laughs> talk so much I shouldn't have talked so much no, this is your interview <laughs> but yeah um, what about stereotypes do you feel okay I don't know why I just, just got into stereotypes but um, do you feel like there's a stereotype that people have of you right now mm, right now not so much mm-hmm. but definitely when I was um, growing up mm-hmm. and when I was starting out um, um, obviously you know I'm Malay and then um, I was studying fashion in La Salle, right? Mm. So, obviously, people were, people had this stereotype that, um, you know, a lot of Malay kids, like, you know, they don't do well in, like, um, mainstream schools, so they have to go to art schools. Mm. You know, like, um, I think maybe five years ago, there was this stereotype. Mm. I, I, don't, I don't really see uh, it much right now, but mm. it definitely does exist, like, five years ago, where, like, People think that, you know, if you don't do well for A-levels or O-levels and then you go to an art school means, like, you know, mm. you did bad in school. Yeah. yeah, so that's, like, your last resort. Mm. Yeah, so that was definitely the stereotype that um, I kind of had to face. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, with my family members, my relatives. Oh, even your family members? Yeah. Oh, I see. Yeah. Um, yeah, but I heard from Shazang that you actually, you did actually really well in school. Oh, yes. Oh, so yes. That's why. <laughs> <laughs> So basically, my mom, um, I wanted to go to La Salle after O-levels. Mm-hmm. And then my mom was like, no, you should go to JC because um, your results, you can go to junior college. Mm-hmm. And then, um, so that's when, when I was in junior college, I kind of like wanted to rebel and did, do really badly. And, uh, <laughs> Just for the sake of rebelling. Yeah, so that, you know, okay. my mom will regret making me go to Ah, <laughs> yeah. I see how you work. <laughs> and, then, and then, like one day, I don't know, I had like this, like, I don't know, I just sat down by myself and I was like, but this is my life, you know, like, mm. why, why, do you want to, why do you want to ruin it? Mm. Why not? I do so damn well mm. that I got, I got accepted into all the schools I applied for, but mm. then I still choose to go to Lasalle. Yeah. So that's what I did. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so that's what happened. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like, people can't say like, oh, you failed A-levels, that's why you went to Lasalle. Right. Yeah. It's, it's a choice, you know, mm-hmm. like fashion and art can be a choice. Mm. Yeah. We were talking about this with someone else the other day <laughs> and they were saying that like sometimes you see the cut off like oh I got four A's or something. I can't remember yeah. how JC works. It was too long ago. <laughs> you get like four A's so you're like okay so I have to go for like this program in NUS or NTU and you don't you just think that because I got that I have to go for that program. I can't go for anything that is otherwise less than that. that. Yeah, yeah. But it's not less than it's just a it's, it's just a choice. Yeah, it's just and a choice. And if it fits you, it fits you. I yeah, mean, exactly. Your grades don't have to define your path. Okay, okay. Yeah, so <laughs> that's actually really interesting. Mm-hmm. Okay, so one thing. Um, when did your love for fashion start? Um, it started in... I guess it started when I was like really young. I've always loved to dress up. And mm. my mom like entertained me. Like she always <laughs> like let me buy all these like accessories and this, all the clothes that I wanted. But um, I realized that I can't... You know, sometimes when you love something, you have you kind of have to have a talent for it, right? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, okay. that's the sad truth, right? Sure, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, um, I kind of realized that maybe I have a talent for it when I was um, doing O-level art. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I was... Uh, 
for my school, um, they've specialized in fashion illustrations. Mm. So that's when I uh, got myself into fashion illustrations. And then that, that's when I realized like, oh, wow, I actually like fashion mm. and, I, and I can actually do it. So, mm-hmm. so that's when I, I wanted to pursue fashion afterwards. Mm-hmm. What is... Uh, what is fashion illustrations? Because this is the first time I'm hearing um, about an O-level subject <laughs> called fashion illustrations. Okay, so basically, like, most of the schools, they will specialize in, like, batik painting or, like, paper cutting for the art, the, as the art form or oil oh, painting. Okay. Yeah, so, but my, my school, they specialized in fashion illustrations. So, basically, it's just, like, drawings of uh, the eight figures, the, the human figure mm. with a very... Um, very extensive costume like oh. like very whimsical like like Ooh, yeah wow. you can go like really crazy like stuff that y- you won't be able to like create in real life mm. yeah that's 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 the idea that's so cool like yeah. I didn't even know that existed <laughs> oh, okay. do, do you create something that you were really proud of when you were in school um yeah so um the topic for that year was like domestic pets so mm. basically <laughs> you create a costume uh-huh. according to like like your pet. So I chose like fishes actually because fishes has like really, really nice skills and all that, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And yeah, I, I did myself really proud because honestly, um my art teacher hates me. <laughs> like seriously, you know like how like um art is a is a is a subjective yes. you know, like but yeah. he never ever like passed me. He will always give me like forty nine. Oh I'm like, just below the yeah, passing mark. <laughs> Just one more mark. Yeah, exactly. And then, but for all levels, I was the only one who got an A. Mm. Yeah, and the rest got a B. So I'm just like, bitch. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> I got you. You know. Oh yeah. my so god. Like, yeah. Yeah. So you seem to be very inspired by flowy things as well. I mean, like fishes have. I mean, they flow really nicely. <laughs> in, in yeah. Water. I am fascinated by fishes. Oh if, my god, yeah. I love fishes. I love fishes. Yeah. Let's see. <laughs> only pet I might want to have in the future <laughs> yeah um, I want to talk about change as well because okay. people don't like change um, okay. do you feel like okay I know that you're very very true to yourself like that's how you represent yourself on Instagram mm-hmm. and all that but do you feel like there was a point in your career where you portrayed yourself a little bit differently and then people didn't respond to it very nicely or was it always okay um I think it's always been okay. Like, mm. even, like, right now, I think the only change that I'm feeling is, like, right now, because, mm. like, I've, um, in 2020, there was a lot of things that, that happened to me, and yeah. my whole personality on Instagram, like, mm. and 2020 to, like, 2021 has, like, entirely changed. Okay. Yeah, I have been, I was, like, really negative, and, mm. you know, I wasn't really portraying myself, but mm. I was receiving so many, like, DMs. From people, you know, from my friends, from my followers, like saying like uh, all these encouraging words, which oh, was really like nice. um really shocking mm-hmm. because like I mean people are mean on on the internet. <laughs> they, they are. <laughs> I mean, that's the real. <laughs> but um, so far I've been blessed and I'm grateful for that kind of followers. Yeah, and I and I feel like it's because I've always been true to myself. Mm. Yeah, and I've always been real about you know everything that I post about. So yeah. that's why people. People have... People can see that. Yeah, people can see that. Yeah. You know? yeah. So when I'm generally hurt on... And I'm portraying it to everyone mm-hmm. else, like, they can feel that, you know, and they... And they yeah. feel... Sorry. Oh, and then no. And then they will, like, send me, like, encouraging... Right. Yeah, text right. message, uh, yeah. DMs and all that. They can see that, I mean, you are 
a human and then you're experiencing something and yeah. everyone experiences something. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and then they, I guess, relate to your experiences. Yeah. Oh, that's nice. Um, do you feel like, um, okay, because your followers are sometimes just seen as just numbers on, yeah. on the screen, do you feel like um, you're able to connect deeply with your followers? Generally, I kind of know what kind of followers I have. Mm. They are kind of like me. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So, but um, I, 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 I do am I, I can um connect deeply with them because like um I do have like a certain number of followers that always like you know communicate with me, mm. interact with me. Interesting. So um, even with my brand, like I can, I can see who like my regular uh, supporters are. Mm-hmm. So, um, and they're all my friends now. Like, I will follow them on Instagram and it's so nice to see, like, their lifestyle. Mm-hmm. And that's how I can say, like, they're like me because their lifestyle is, like, really like me. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, wow. It's like a bunch of, like, women who represent Tamara Sorori, which is why I started the brand in the first place. Mm. Yeah. And then if we want to go right into your brand, right? Mm-hmm. Um, every entrepreneur has a story. Mm-hmm. What do you think your story is? <laughs> If you could tell us. Okay. Um, I guess I just started the brand because uh, I wanted women to wear more colors and prints. Uh-huh. Yeah. Definitely that. And uh, also why I started resort wear was because, you know, I really love the beach. Mm-hmm. You know, um, and Singapore is so near to all these beautiful islands like Phuket, mm-hmm. Bali. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, and but then we don't really have a local resort wear brand. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So prior to that, I always like you know shop online and then wish it comes on time, but it doesn't. It always doesn't. <laughs> mm-hmm, yeah. So that's why I started Kamarasuri because I wanted, I wanted that you know like a, you saw a gap. Yeah, like an island that don't have a local visa mm-hmm. So Yeah. What are you hoping for your company? Do you have like big goals over the next five years? Um. Currently, I don't have any goals. Okay. Yeah. So um, um. So like I like I mentioned earlier prior to this podcast, um, mm. I'm going to actually take a break, right? Yes. Yeah, because um, I feel like I want to change the business model in a way. Mm. Yeah. Because I'm a very like sustainable and ethical kind of person. Yeah. Mm. And my current business model, even though it's like really super slow fashion, but mm. <laughs> I will always have like um, date stocks. Mm. Yeah, I'm like being really genuine here. I mean, be really being honest here. <laughs> so sure. I will have date stocks, but but then like people will think that it's out of trend already, mm. out of out of season. Mm-hmm. So I can't sell them at full price anymore. So I have to sell them at discounted price. So mm. it's not a really good like business model. Mm. Yeah, because like people nowadays like they always want new things. So like yes. yeah. and there's like new things every week, you know. Mm. But I'm I'm not gonna do that. Like that's not the business model I want. But mm. then the business model that I'm doing right now is like too slow mm. <laughs> because people want new things all the time so I have to rethink about a new business model before I start yeah that's interesting yeah yeah, yeah and I, I like that you prioritize that because that's important to mm. you and you want your brand to represent what you believe yeah, in as exactly. well right yeah. yeah so if you are moving towards sustainable fashion more do you think that your prices might start going up um actually now I kind of established my price to be quite premium so oh okay. uh, yeah so it's I mean, when I started, it was uh, much lower, la, but then now mm. my, my price range is about $79.90 to like $129.90, mm-hmm. which is um, quite a, a premium mm. price. Um, and definitely, um, uh, price is definitely an issue, and it's the reason why most of the girls um, shop on Sheen or like Boohoo yeah. or yeah. Yeah. thing. I mean, uh, I won't deny that. I used to be, I used to be like one of those, you know, consumers because... Um, 
mainly number one because I was still young and I didn't really have that much disposable income to spend on my clothes, right? Mm-hmm. But I still want to be fashionable. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, uh, but as I got older, I, you know, I spend much lesser and I'll buy more quality clothes that can last in my wardrobe. You know? Yeah. Yeah. So I feel like there's a lot of um, education that needs to be done. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. And yeah, um, definitely. Um, there are some brands that share, because... The thing about consumers, most of them do not understand the what goes behind a business. I mean, mm. the only reason why I understand it now is because I started my own business. Mm. Yeah, so um, I do kind of educate my consumers um, when we're, when they're shopping with me, like, you know, face-to-face mm-hmm. uh, on why, you know, it's like a certain price and a certain price, mm. you know, because there's always a reason behind everything, right? Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. and there are some, I'm not sure if you guys know know of Evelyn oh yeah so this is this sustainable brand which actually like share um the cost I mean the behind they are super transparent so Mm. um yeah I mean that's that's one way to educate um, consumers so Mm. that they understand like why is it so expensive because Mm. you know the material is better and you know um the workers get you know better pay and stuff yeah but I still find it kind of weird now because like on social media like there's a lot of like all these resources being shared around right and then sometimes like even when i post it on social media like oh um Google didn't pay their workers and something like that or like zara you know mm. and then my friends would be like oh really <laughs> and i'm like i think it's been circulating around so that's why i will try to like even though i really know it like you know so many years ago yeah. but i still try to like mm. share it because like there's a lot of people who still don't know. Yeah. yeah. And it's also because you're in the business. Yeah, that's why. Also yeah. because I'm in the business. And most of the, these people just buy clothes because it's cheap and it looks nice. Yeah. You know? So they don't really put much thought to it. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Um, I, I understand that, you, I mean, from, from one of the posts, that you also want to be more transparent with your business, right? Mm-hmm. Have, do you know of any Singaporean brands that are currently transparent? No, not, a, not that I can think of right now. So yours is going to be the first? <laughs> um, not really. I'm trying, but it's quite hard because mm. my brand is like really small. So there's like, there's, I mean, I wish that those more established Singaporean brands would be more mm. transparent. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but I feel like, um, I always tell this to all my creative friends. There's like two types of biz entrepreneurs. Mm. There's like one who uh creative first mm. and then there's one who's like business first. So you can really see how they how they do the business. Right. Like business first, definitely it's all about making money. Yeah. And mm. you know, like they would make some mistakes like copying like other creative designs mm. and stuff like that. And then there's like the creative entrepreneurs which are, you know, which are like me. <laughs> which are like <laughs> kind of like sometimes kind of conflicted, you know. Yeah. Uh, whether like I wanna make money or I wanna like um, do something that I really love. Right. You know? Yeah. The balance is difficult to find. The balance is so damn difficult to find. Right. <laughs> Um, is there any other thing that you want to talk about your business itself if not I will change the subject a little bit to go to you mm, no okay I'm good <laughs> okay. okay so you're, you're very confident very bubbly girl right mm-hmm. were you always like this um, or did you struggle a little bit growing up uh, yes I've always been like this oh wow <laughs> that's amazing <laughs> I guess I don't know it's, it's kind of weird like um, around wait I don't know, like, sometimes I'm really quiet. Mm-hmm. Like, I just started working, like, part-time. And, like, um, 
there was one night that like my friend came over and we had like drinks so and then like I got a bit like tipsy and I was like talking a lot and mm. then all my colleagues were like oh my god you talk a lot <laughs> I realised oh my god am I actually like quiet you know, quiet or am I actually loud mm. yeah so I guess it's like the mood and the the people yeah mm-hmm. yeah and I also found out I'm a bit of both yeah from like mm. a like a quiz yeah. <laughs> but it's a funny thing I think sometimes people like to box themselves into like just one category of person mm. but then actually all of us have a range of yeah, personalities we that we do yeah, yeah. Have, we, have, we are versatile actually we mm. are yeah. and it really depends on situations mm. and all that and mm. I guess at every stage of your life you're sort of a, a different person also yeah, in a sense definitely. yeah and you know one thing that's fascinating about you is just that I feel like you've known yourself from the start you know, like, you, you trust yourself and, like, you, you've always been this mm. this person and you're not afraid of showing this person to other people. So this is why, like, I feel like, oh, my God, how do I ask her questions? <laughs> <laughs> because a lot of our guests also, like, they struggle a little bit growing up, just finding their identity. Okay. But I don't, I don't feel that from yeah, you. Yeah, you just seem very sure. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, oh, my gosh, how do we go on from here? Maybe you can give advice. <laughs> oh, that's be, a great How one. to be so sure of yourself and just be open and out there. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I, I feel like people... Are, this is what I learned in 2020. Like, I feel like people like think too much. Oh, yeah. Definitely. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. It, like, that's why like like overthinking, mm. you know? Even... I was giving an advice to my friend Ellie that she was dating this guy and then like she's like, oh my gosh, should I keep seeing him? Should I keep like, calling him? And I'm just like, girl, you're doing too much. Just mm. go with flow. <laughs> so, I mean, I guess that's what, that's what I did in life. Like, mm. I just like, Go with the flow, mm-hmm. and I, I didn't do I didn't think too much. Like whatever I want to do, I'm just like okay, you know what? Just do it. Like if I'm not going to do it now, uh, I will never know what the outcome is, or I will never know like what what I'll be. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know. But I think why I'm very sure about myself is I'm I've always been really um, how do I say I'm I'm I just like my 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 how do I say this. Okay, so how how I start like discovering myself is I see like my race. So I'm Malay, right? Okay. So when I was like um when I was starting in fashion, um especially, um, I was embracing a lot of my my Malay traditions. Like mm. I went to school in Batik, mm. I went clubbing in Batik and like Oh that's so yeah, cute. Like, yeah. So I was like really and every day I would like wear batik like, t-shirt, wear batik with like um, a rock band tee and stuff like that so like um, that's where I start like my race and then that's when I like explore the fact that you know I like you know my my background I like mm-hmm. where I come from mm-hmm. and then from then um, for my final project I actually did a project on the sensuality of a Malay woman mm-hmm. so when I was in La Salle um, obviously um, if you guys see my Instagram I'm quite like um Sexy, sensual. Like, I show <laughs> I a lot of that. skin. <laughs> I show a lot of skin, yeah. So, and that is not, like, a typical Malay Muslim kind of image, right? Yeah. So, that's when I explored um, and researched on Malay women. Mm. And, honestly, if uh, what I found out, like, in the 70s, in the 60s, Malay women are super, super sensual. Like, they are damn sexy. Like, there are <laughs> magazine covers with them, like, in you know, tube tops, in batik, mm. and, you know, Malay women are very, like, voluptuous, right? Like, mm-hmm. they're curvy. So, it makes them even more sensual in a way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, that's when I, I kind of, like, appreciate myself even more because 
I felt like I felt left out, you know, because at that point in time, like there was a rise of um modern uh sorry, modest fashion. Mm. Like hijabi, hijabi mm. fashion. So I felt like, oh my god, I like I can't relate to that group and I felt like left out. So I was like, okay, you know what? I'm gonna find like sexy wood Malay Yeah, so that I can validate my <laughs> my fashion, you know. Yeah. And yeah, so that's what that's what I did. And um yeah, I, I actually made it a thing like I hashtag um how to be a Malay woman. So basically it was like photos of me in batik, like in clubbing and like in the pool and blah blah and all that. Yeah. So I guess I always try to like I don't know make myself fit in. <laughs> I'll find your place. Yeah, find my place. place. Yeah, 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 yeah. Find my place. Because, yeah, there is definitely, like, a place for everybody. Definitely. Yeah. And sometimes it just takes a little bit of researching. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh, but I found it so fascinating. As yeah. in, like, just looking at the history of Malay women and you can find sensual women in the past. Yeah. That is something new to me because I did not know that. <laughs> yeah, it, it's crazy. It's I also crazy. didn't know, like, I was like, whoa. <laughs> it's funny because, like, we have a certain set of beliefs just based on what we know at this current point, mm-hmm. right? But then, like, every um every decade sort of brings something different. Yep. And then, just because you don't know it doesn't mean it doesn't exist. Yeah, exactly. That's cool. Yeah. <laughs> okay, what else should we talk about? <laughs> oh my god! Do you want to talk I about? No more. Okay. Well, yeah. We can talk okay. About sure. Hmm. Do you do? Okay. <laughs> How do we go about this conversation? Um. I don't know. What do you feel about Botox? Um. Well, I'm I'm all up for it. Mm-hmm. Like I'm all up for like any enhancements or up- upgrades on mm-hmm. your face or any part of your body because I feel like. Um, I mean, it's your body and like, you know, people are not happy about how they look and I feel like, why do you have to be like, so sad about it when like, the happiness is actually in, within your control, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like, you can do something about it, so, so why not? Mm-hmm. And I mean, it's 2021, there's, I mean, Botox, um, lip surgery, face surgery is no longer like, a taboo, taboo. like yeah. when it first started, yeah. you know? So... I mean, if you have the means to do it, yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. I've been doing it. <laughs> yeah. Do you feel like... Why do you feel like people have an aversion to the idea of Botox? Why do they not like Botox? Is it because they think it's unnatural? Mm, yeah, I think maybe people think it's unnatural. Mm-hmm. And also, like... Um, maybe religion-wise? Because mm. for Muslims, like, it's not encouraged, right, to... Mm do any changes to what God gave you. Yeah. And I'm sure other religions too, I'm not sure. Yeah. I'm not sure either. Yeah, I'm not sure. <laughs> Why are you looking at me? <laughs> <laughs> Educator <laughs> Shiva. How about you? <laughs> yeah, so um yeah. And also I I I guess maybe the Asian Asian community yeah. has like this whole yeah. taboo against but it's kinda of weird, right? Because Koreans are Yeah, it like, is, it is. <laughs> yeah, maybe it's just a subset of Asians. I do think that yeah. now there's like a shift in mm-hmm. the younger generation, like especially with like more celebrities and all that getting plastic surgery and stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Do you think there's a balance to reach though? Because I feel like some people are afraid that younger kids uh, want to modify themselves too too early on. Yeah, like how how do we find a balance in in empowering women like or empowering men? Um, that they can do something about their appearance, but also like doing it from a from a place that 
place of love, basically, right? It's not a place of hate for yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Mm, I think there has to be a lot of maybe education on like self-love yeah. and confidence. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, from the, when they were young. Yeah, mm. and maybe not expose them to too much social media <laughs> <laughs> right don't look up Kamira <laughs> <laughs> because I think that's the dangerous the, that's the dangerous part I mean even for myself sometimes when I don't use Instagram filter and I'm like heck <laughs> <laughs> that's how what I look like yeah. <laughs> I always thought I did like this in the Instagram filter and then now I mean, yeah you know what I mean so yeah, uh, yeah I, I guess maybe for the younger kids like lesser social media mm. I mean social media is good but obviously it, it does give you that you know expectations yeah that, mm. yeah like a perception of like what you could be yeah. but you're not yeah, yeah exactly yeah. Yeah. so when you're yeah. young obviously you know you should feel confident about yourself mm. and build that happiness and love towards yourself and then mm. you know in the future then you can enhance yourself even better <laughs> so that you love yourself even more I mean that's the, I mean that's my my concept like, basically mm. Botox plus theory is to make yourself love to you already love yourself so you right. just like make yourself like you love you, yourself even more mm. yeah. yeah a different yeah. version of yourself yeah yeah, yeah. a better version yeah Mm, a better version yes <laughs> like 2.0 yeah 2.0 exactly upgraded oh. <laughs> yeah um, okay so you, you mentioned that you want to take a break mm-hmm. what are you going to do for yourself to take care of yourself Um. so basically I'm yeah I'm going to like uh, really feel the pain <laughs> okay yeah, yeah so um, and heal mm-hmm. because I feel like um, if I don't do it now I'm scared that you know in the future when I'm 30 plus when I'm at the peak of my career mm-hmm. and then I'll have a mental breakdown mm-hmm. you know because mental issues mental health is is definitely a, a serious problem yeah. right now and I'm glad that you know people are starting to acknowledge it yes people I are starting to well. talk about it yeah. mm-hmm. because it has been around for like ever ever mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah and I, I'm really glad that we are living in a in a in a year where I mean in a decade where you know it's easy to talk about and it's, it's easy to share with other people yeah mm-hmm. yeah yeah, I like that you talked about how you should. You're just gonna let yourself experience mm-hmm. the pain because yeah. I feel like a lot of people do want to push away the mm-hmm. feelings, right? But it's important to just feel the, those things and then I don't know, slowly get better. Yeah, yeah. Right. yeah, yeah. Because that's what my therapist also said. Like you have to really like cry every day. You have to you know and really feel the pain for you to overcome the pain. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I've been the kind of person who always like distract myself with work mm. yeah but I felt that you know doing 20 the kind of pain that I experience is really a lot mm. and I don't want I mean I'm thinking about the future like I don't want it to trigger mm. um, in the future yeah yeah mm-hmm. um, yeah again I like that you are taking some time off just because you understand you need it mm-hmm. yeah. yeah and and you, you're aware of your needs you know uh, yeah. which I think people should be doing that for themselves yeah. just being un- just understanding what they need taking the break so that future you can enjoy life better. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. And, I mean, for those of you who are hearing this, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think this is the perfect time to take a break. Like, mm. 2021. I mean, I don't know how long this COVID whole thing is yeah. going to take. No one knows. So I think it's like, it's a really good time because there's not much we can do anyway. You mm-hmm. know, we can travel, yeah. we can see the world. So it is just all about like ourselves now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Before, you know, the world opens up again and then we can, you know, go fly oh fly <laughs> yeah yeah even though i may seem like i know what i wanted to do like since the start mm. but i i feel like at this age right now when i'm having like this phase and i mean whatever happened to me in 2020 like yeah. i also kind of feel lost 
mm-hmm. you know, and I'm not sure if like I want to continue my brand mm-hmm. and stuff like that. So I feel like it's okay if you, you know, if you didn't know what you wanted to do like in the past, mm-hmm. you will like feel it now. <laughs> or you feel it like later in the future when mm-hmm. right, you know, when you're older. So I feel like everyone will have to kind of go through. Yeah, I phase. agree with that. I agree Yeah. That. Like, yeah. Yeah. And I feel like the other thing is also that sometimes we get so impatient with ourselves. Yeah. Because that was me, you know, because I tried everything I should have known, right? Yeah. But the thing is, I, I feel like at hindsight, I can see that everything I did was relating to a few things that I enjoy. Mm-hmm. You know, I enjoy problem solving. I enjoy being creative. I enjoy working with people. Mm-hmm. But I could not see that when I was doing those things. Oh, okay. You know, only when I look back, then I realize, oh, this is the kind of things I like. Yeah. You know, and I, I just was not patient enough mm-hmm. with myself to understand that. Um, it just takes time yeah. to understand yourself. Yes. Yeah, so... How would you explain to someone who doesn't know how the influencer lifestyle is? Like, how you uh, make money or how you um, get clients and how they approach you and so on? Could you, like, explain to the listeners how it works? Oh, so basically, um, from followers to influencer kind of thing. Mm, and also, like, your clients, like, how do they approach you? How do you... Um, make money out of it or like why would they even go to influencers in the first place because it wasn't like a thing until recent mm. years right yeah so then um, why would client like clientele suddenly change their mindset like oh, okay I'm gonna find influencers to um, kind of like you know work on my brand and how do I gain from that okay yeah so um, because um, obviously uh, client I mean, influencers to followers, the contact is more direct. It's more interactive, right? So I guess that's why they moved from like traditional media to influencers. Mm. Yeah. Um, like who watches TV now? <laughs> yeah. You know, it's Netflix. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, everybody watches Netflix. So yeah, that's why. Um, and... Um, it's a very long Yeah, so basically... Um, how you ha- you kind of have to honestly it's it's I was lucky that when I started I mean because the thing is right I feel like a lot of influencers or wannabe influencers nowadays like they start because they want to be famous mm-hmm. so it's not genuine it's not authentic mm-hmm. and you can tell from their style from the way they carry themselves like they will change according to trends like for example like for example like last year trend is like minimal and then this year trend is like hype right so they were like, move. Mm. Like you can see that they were like, become chameleons. Mm. So it may work, but I don't really believe in that. I feel like, you know, they're just changing. I, I can't see their personality. Like you see their Insta stories, it's like dead. It's like, there's no, nobody there. It's just like, adverts after adverts. Mm. Or the, the campaign is like very flat. Mm-hmm. You know, there's no personality at all. Yeah. So, um, so when I, uh, I mean, I only have like 20,000 followers. So like, you know, it's like, honestly, it's, it's really, really small. I have like, I mean, some who even have like way more followers than me. So, um, um, you have to establish a relationship with the clients, of course. You know, um, agencies, yeah. I mean, it's hard to be noticed now, but um, maybe two years later, it was not that hard. <laughs> and also because like, I'm, I'm Malay. Mm-hmm. So, there are honestly not a lot of Malay influencers in the market. Mm. Yeah. Who can I think of? Maybe Anda. <laughs> yeah, Anda. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. And, like, brown girls are the 
Mm. Zahra, only Zahra, I think. Oh, Zahra also. Zahra Kanun, the... Oh, yeah. the Missy yeah. Nibbush, right? Yeah. yeah. There's not a lot of, like, brown girls rapping Singapore. So that's why I feel like it was kind of easier for me, in a, in a sense, because I started genuinely and mm. it just kind of caught on from there. Mm-hmm. But I guess it's also quite hard for the brands. I can also understand it's quite hard for the brands because there's also not a lot of, like, brown... Um, influences that are of a certain level mm. that can work with like premium brands mm. you know yeah so yeah. yeah I mean I can understand like both sides of yeah. yeah and they also look at followers I guess yeah, like how many followers you have then that's the amount you get paid as well yeah exactly yeah. yes that's correct <laughs> but <laughs> you can also increase it when you work with more premium yeah, brands like, yeah. yeah so sometimes like the followers like d- don't really matter if like your clientele uh, you know a uh, yeah. yeah and it's like how you present yourself to the clients as well mm-hmm. like yes. they would like you if you are nice to them as well oh really yeah <laughs> that's or like, surprising or, or like if you're very um like you Anda Saha they're very honest with their opinions on social media yeah. as well and I know a lot of people who are very honest with their opinions on social media mm-hmm. so I feel like clients go to the better clients mm-hmm. go to more honest people okay. because like they want it to be raw. Yeah. Because now that people know how, a lot of people now know how influencers work, right? They would like think like, oh, it's an ad, that's why. They only have to say good stuff. Yeah. But you can also say like bad stuff, you know? Yeah. Like okay. negative yeah. Uh, reviews and yeah. all. But for me, like, um, I'm very particular, like, um, especially like skincare. Like, I've only, I've, I've started using this particular brand like six months ago and ever since then, I rejected any other campaigns that is on skincare. Because I feel like, you know, if I really like this product, I'm not going to like, you know. Mm-hmm. And it's skincare, you know, it's something that you always stick. If it's if it works for you, you will always stick to it, right? You yeah. won't like keep changing. Yeah, so that's why. I mean, even mm-hmm. though like, you know, I'm losing out on all these other campaigns, like I feel like that's what's important. And honestly, most of like influencers, like, like they'll be like, oh, um, skincare of the week. And then they will have like one set. And like, <laughs> How do you know that? <laughs> like, it's only been a week. You yeah. know what I mean? Like you need like at least like a mind or something to yeah, like yeah. really see the difference. Yeah. 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 So I feel like that's important. I know that brand. <laughs> that you're I always yeah. see you on Instagram yeah, like, I'm going to try. Like, them so yeah. hard. Yeah, because they're so good. Yeah. Thank you so much for joining us on this episode of An Open Invitation. We know that life can feel very lonely and we hope that through these conversations, you will be able to find some comfort in knowing that many others feel the same way. Join us next week as we delve into the thoughts of someone new. You can find us on AOIPodSG on Instagram or Twitter. That is AOIPODSG. We are on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts.